Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Gross. It gives me great pleasure to welcome to Viewpoints for the first time Tegan Carrison, who's the Executive Director for the Australian Association of Psychologists. And uh, Tegan uh, has been in the media recently. There was a, an excellent opinion piece. Victorians are suffering and need mental health and support. And Tegan, uh, Tegan does speak publicly uh, in support of the profession quite widely. And it's a, it's a great pleasure as a school principal to have Tegan uh, on our program. Welcome to Viewpoints, Tegan Carrison. Oh, thank you so much, Henry. I need to say that the pleasure is all mine and I do appreciate um, you having me on today so we can talk about this very, very important topic. Absolutely. And But before we get there, Tegan, I'm always intrigued um, and perhaps it comes partly from my own profession in, 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 in school education, um, how people got to where they are and the passion. Um, now, you studied nutrition and health promotion at Deakin University and you you went on to become an experienced clinical educator, supervisor, mentor, including starting a student-led interprofessional clinic with the University of Queensland. It's not pro- profit UK health UQ healthcare. Um, now you're now a very passionate uh, advocate. Uh, and dedicated to improving access to mental health services uh, in, in our country. And you're the executive director at the Australian Association of Psychologists. How did you get to that position? What led you there? Of course. So, look, I've always been passionate about health and health and mental health are so inexplicably linked, aren't they? I think everyone will acknowledge that. Um, So, look, my career pathway, I've always wanted to have a very big impact in my work and, and what I was doing and to promote, you know, health and, you know, mental health care and well-being in all the different facets. Um, so my trajectory certainly started off in public nutrition and public health promotion. Um, you know, I spent some time working in some hospitals, which then led on to, you know, my career in clinical education with the University of Queensland and working with a multitude of our different um, health professions and, you know, our early career health professionals there. And then now I'm, you know, very, very proud in my current position to be, you know, representing our uh, psychologists in Australia at my role with the Australian Association of Psychologists. So how do they do that, the the organisation with which you're the exec director, Tegan? Of course. So we are a peak body. So we are a member association for psychologists in Australia. So we represent almost 10,000 psychologists in Australia. and We're a national association. And, you know, what we're trying to do is support the work of psychologists so that they can do what they do best, so that they can continue to provide, you know, the expert mental health care um, to our community and to society. Good point. Now, the piece that uh, first attracted my eye to you, Tegan, was the June 8, 2021 piece, uh, an opinion piece in the the age. Victorians are suffering and need mental health support. That really touches the tip of the iceberg on the issue, but we'll start with that one. You wrote that article. It's a rather rather troubling uh, scenario you paint there, Tegan. I I actually was hoping that it would um, provide solutions, Henry. So I wrote this piece, you know, sitting at my kitchen table um, <laughs> late the night before. Um, and, you know, I speak to so many members of the community. I speak to so many psychologists. 
I speak to GPs um, and all of our different health professionals and I'm hearing the same messages over and over again that our community is in crisis at the moment and there's just so much more that we needed to do. And, you know, I, I speak to quite a few journalists and Often they're wanting to focus on, you know, the problems and the issues that we're currently facing. And I really wrote this opinion piece to try and, you know, come up with solutions. You know, how can we be innovative and how can we find solutions to the the problems that we're currently facing? How can we, you know, think quite innovatively, innovatively um, on ways of, you know, fixing the current crisis and, you know, providing support to our community, which so many people are suffering at the moment. Hmm. Yeah, look, no, you, I, I, I know beef with that. You certainly do. And, um, and we'll talk about some of your measures. Of course, yes. other pieces you've written paint uh, a picture of a profession that itself is under enormous pressure, uh, COVID or no COVID. Yeah, absolutely. So, look, before the COVID pandemic hit our shores and, you know, worldwide, um, the the profession certainly did have its challenges and there was, you know, workforce shortages and, you know, it is both a rewarding field but also a very challenging field. So we needed a lot of reforms um, and increased funding before the COVID-19 pandemic hit. And now that we're, you know, really at that crisis point and not only from, from the pandemic, if we, you know, cast our minds back to, you know, all the recent challenges that, that we've had, especially in Victoria, you know, we've had bushfires, we've had floods, we've had the recent storms and then, you know, throw in this COVID-19 pandemic, there are so many challenges that our community is facing. So it's so important that, you know, our government is providing the appropriate level of support and funding so that we can provide these services. What do you think are the reasons underlying this, and the pandemic I think is the pointy end of it, uh, this growing um, mismatch between our needs and our our resources, and I'm talking here um, people like yourself in the field, to support people. Why has this been growing? What are the factors behind it? One of the factors is actually quite positive is that there has been an increased awareness of mental health. Mm. So that that is a positive thing. So whenever we raise awareness um, on things, often you will see spikes in demand, which is what we're wanting. We are wanting people to reach out to, for support. We are wanting people to access these services, but then we also do need to support them with available services that are accessible as well as, you know, people can be able to afford to receive these things. Yes. Um, and uh, I, I mentioned before we went on air, um, I'm, I'm in the field of school education yeah. and I remember some years ago, I listened to an address by Professor Barry Carpenter, a great advocate mm-hmm. uh, uh, for disability, uh, addressing the disability needs of children in schools. And he was forewarning us this time, five or six years ago, that the, the number of children who'd be coming with psychological disabilities for a variety of reasons was yeah. growing in schools. And as I said off air, we're really struggling in the school sector to, to yeah. match the need with the resource. Uh, what, 
given that there's been this growing need, um, it's not exactly a profession whereby you go to university and there's no work out there for you. <laughs> Why are we not getting enough psychologists? Look, there's a number of reasons. So we do have a lot of psychologists, but we do need to boost the workforce and we need to, you know, support um, our upcoming health professionals, which is what I speak about in my um, opinion piece is, you know, supporting our provisional psychologists who are in the last phases of their education and training and to utilise that growing um, workforce to help provide services now. Mm. Um, now, you, you, you mentioned in another paper that uh, you pointed out that uh, psychologists are predominantly female, which is, similar, which is similar to my profession in primary school education, uh, yes. um, and that uh, they make up 80% almost. By not discounting fees across the spectrum of psychology courses, the government is most definitely creating a problem for women. You might like to elaborate on that. Yes, of course. So it's very similar to the uh, primary school teaching sector. So approximately 80% um, of psychologists are women. So, um, you know, it is inherent with women that often we do have, you know, other commitments too. So we do need to make sure um, that we do support our workforce and, you know, our female workforce by providing um, supported university placements that are both flexible and adaptable to, you know, the real world environment. Um, and we certainly, you know, this could be a whole other topic, but yes. we would like to see discounted um, university placements that make it more affordable um, for more people to study courses such as psychology so that we can boost the work workforce in that um, area. It's mm, a good point. We need to take a short break. When we come back, I'd like to talk about, I love the way that, uh, I reckon you study a bit of positive psychology somewhere along the line, Tegan, because I want to look at some of the <laughs> some of the measures of, uh, the, of positive uh, strategies that you outlined in your paper uh, to support people suffering uh, mental health issues. You can hold the line for us. I'd love to. Thanks so much, Henry. Welcome back to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Gross. I'm going to do a discussion with Tegan Carrison, on, uh, who is the Executive Director of the Australian Association of Psychologists. Um, the opinion piece that we were attracted to first was Victorians are suffering and need mental health support. Welcome back, Tegan. Oh, thank you so much, Henry. Now, before the break, you did briefly mention at the beginning of the interview that uh, the, the piece you wrote, that one I referred to, was uh, had a positive angle to it, and you came up with some suggestions for how we could better meet these needs. Always good to see the positive side of things. Tell us a bit about what you see are some of the key initiatives that could help. Of course. So, look, we do want to try and focus on solutions um, instead of just, you know, bemoaning the troubles. We do want to try and be very solutions focused. So, some of the solutions that, you know, we're providing to the government and we're recommending that the government implements is um, a number of ones. So, I'll just touch upon them really briefly. So, we are recommending that the government does raise the ready the Medicare rebate to $150. So it's 
currently sitting at around 87.45 and it's just that amount just is not quite adequate to meet the true cost of mental health care. So what that means is that it actually reduces access to the people that really need to see the psychologist the most. So often, unfortunately, there will be out-of-pocket expenses and especially due to the COVID-19 pandemic where, you know, funds are tight for a lot of people, they just cannot afford some of those out-of-pocket expenses. So we are calling on the government to raise that rebate so that people can access the support that they need when they need it. Mm. Now, early days, um, obviously you're in discussions with them. Is there any positive signs there that that idea could get traction, Tegan? There's definitely positive signs, absolutely. So we are in high-level negotiations at the moment um, and we are hoping for some positive announcements probably towards the end of the year is what we're looking at at the moment, but um, it's certainly needed. Now, now another one, which is an intriguing one, um, you, you're, you're asking for provisional psychologists to have the ability to provide services under Medicare. Um, yes. Yes, explain that one. Yes, of course. So it's actually quite a long process um, and it should be a long process to become a psychologist. They are experts in mental health care. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a few-week online course. Um, they are very rigorously trained, um, but it takes at least six years of education and training um, before someone can become a fully registered psychologist. So in Australia, we have provisional provisionally registered psychologists or provisional psychologists. So these are health professionals that are in the very last stages of their education and training and they are fully supervised. So they have undertaken their formal education and they're in a period of supervised practice. So what we're recommending is that the government allows um, fully supervised um, provisional psychologists to be able to provide um, Medicare rebated services um, and this will increase access to mental health support immediately. So in Australia, we have over 5,000 provisional psychologists. So we're asking the government to really tap in and utilise that underutilised resource. Mm, That's a good point. Now, another one that you spoke about, um, you claim that the current system is biased towards clinical psychologists and this simply adds insult to injury for the bulk of industry and creates confusion for patients when it comes to access to mental health services. Strong words, Tegan. They they are strong words, but look, we're all about increasing access. So remember how I spoke about very recently um, the fact that all psychologists in Australia are very rigorously trained. So in the last decade, um, we had some changes to... um, let's call it um, education as well as legislation um, that provided an increased rebate for a really small percentage of psychologists. At the moment, about 25% um, can call themselves endorsed clinical psychologists. But we have a really um, vast and diverse psychology profession in Australia. So we're asking for equality for all registered psychologists um, that provide the same level of service to our community. Mm. Um, and, and, and confusion apparently exists, you say, for 
patients when it comes to the type of mental health professional they should see. Um, I know in the school system that can also be an issue. Um, how can we fix that one up? Well, we're saying that um, all registered psychologists, um, they go through the same um, education and training. So we're trying to provide access to all registered psychologists. Mm, that's a good point. Now, one of the things that often comes up, and I, I guess you'd know this better, um, regional services, the Indigenous yeah. community, um, and off, and the people of less less wealth, they're the ones that seem to slip through the cracks more than more than than the others. Um, how can we? What needs to be done in the term in terms of meeting the needs of our remote, regional, and indigenous communities in particular? Absolutely. Look, it is a huge issue and it is something that we do need to address. And things like um, one of our recommendations of raising that rebate, that will make um, psychologists and mental health professionals more accessible to everyone. So we do need to increase that rebate so that um, more psychologists can provide services without any gap fee payment required so that those people that are in most most at need and that cannot afford um, those gap fee payments can access um, a registered psychologist. Mm, fair point. Now, Tegan, time's on the wing. You've been in this profession now for quite a few years. Um, how's it trending? Look, it's um, one of the side effects of the COVID-19 pandemic is that people are more aware of mental health. So people are talking about it. It's very much out in the open. Um, and that's a good thing. That's certainly, you know, what we do want to encourage. Um, so we we are seeing an increase in demand and, and, a, and an increase in awareness of mental health. So it, it's definitely on trend at the moment. It's mm, a good point. Um, it's been a real pleasure chatting with you, and I, I, I love your passion, Tegan, and I think um, it's in every profession. There are always people who carry the torches, and uh, you're certainly one of those, and it's been a real pleasure chatting with you. You've always got access to um, our podcast and KC Radio um, and down the track, if you so wish. Wonderful. It's been such a pleasure talking to you, Henry. I really appreciate this opportunity. Mm, and, and so do I. That was Tegan Karras, an Executive Director for the Australian Association of Psychologists and a great advocate, not just for the psychologists, but for the people with whom, uh, who, whom they have as clients. And uh, it's certainly an area at all times and particularly now where we, we need that, that profession and the people that they, they support supported. We'll take a short break. Listeners, don't go away. Mm -hmm. 